0: McCauley, Zach Rothenberger, Jack Hatchabone, kicking off a cold, snowy Thursday evening here in the Philadelphia area, which, I mean, it's ground zero in the sports world, I feel like. And, you know, Chad, the, the, as you jumped on before, you know, a little pre, pre-show chit-chat. Uh, yeah, I'm proud of you for putting that up.
1: Yeah, I mean, one last go round. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I gave I gave him the jersey. I gave him. I wore the jersey the last game of the season as one more go-around for him, kind of knowing that that was going to be the end of it. Um, it's been a weird couple of months with him, but like uh, he, every time he played in the jersey, he gave it his all, and you, you have to
0: respect that. It's the guy who threw a touchdown pass on a torn ACL. <laughs> exactly, yep. But all right, so there's a lot. It's funny to that point. Look, look at how much I have right here. Like this is just notes on one trade. I r I was actually thinking about that. I was like, holy Christ! Like it's one page of a full trade notes. Like you just don't see that. And like, I mean, Zach, you got your Giants hat on. I know you're 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 feeling some type of way about today. But no, but but on a more serious note, I know um, it's. It's, it's an interesting, it's, we have an interesting blend on this show, because Chad, I know, like, and that's the thing that's that's great, you know, with the conversations, like, with with you, Joe P, John, like, today, right, like, and my dad, like, very, like, very sober fans, like, right, like, you know what's going on, like, I don't think, and I'm sure you're going to have this take later on, like, obviously there's a lot to unravel, but, like, this isn't, like, an earth-shattering moment, right, like, in time, right, like, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of issues inside the Eagles, we'll get to them. Carson Wentz obviously had some of his issues last year, and now he's going to a different setting, which we'll get to about that, and we'll talk about his issues. Right, like, So we'll get to the whole thing. We'll unravel all that. Um, and I'll tell you, to that point, I'll just tease the whole show, guys. Uh, and then spring training, getting kicked off. with well, pitchers and catchers, Chad. I know you're excited yeah. about that as a, as a former catcher yourself. Um, and, and then March Madness starts four weeks from today. That's pretty exciting. That's pretty. I, I'm excited. Uh, and then Lake Tahoe, NHL. Well, let's do some hockey talk. We haven't done that um in a minute and then also i love see this is the best part about our listeners like um whether it's the chat you know on social media um it's really cool reconnecting with the reaching out to us uh zach from from the shanahan days and he had a really cool idea for for a talking point tonight, which i absolutely love and this is what i wish i love for the listeners like yeah, I absolutely want to hear all this different stuff um, and like feedback suggestions, like all that cool stuff, because this is a really cool segment. So we we obviously were talking about on Monday, or sorry, I guess when we are you know, normally we do the show on Monday, so but really cool. we did it on Tuesday this week. But the this whole idea of like if we could go to a certain event in you know the world or whatever, right? Like that whole back and forth we did. So he had a cool idea of like what's one of the best uh, traditions in sports and one of the worst. So we'll break all that down and have a, a great show. But I'll tell you, you know what? Let's let's get a little clickbait going. Zach, you want to guess get to start here? <clears throat>
2: Yeah, why not? Mine's pretty, pretty plain Jane. I mean, this is something that I feel like I see it every year, though. Uh, it was regarding the Yankees, and it was you know Boone's Boone's confident that the Yankees are the championship roster. I mean, first of all, what is he supposed to say? I mean, like, like no, nah, we're not wearing it this year. Like, I don't care if you're the worst team in the league; you're gonna have to have you need that mindset, right? Like going into it, like that you have a chance to to win or go deep. So I just don't know why it's a it's a headline, flesh, even on ESPN, like. Every team probably says the same thing, so just because it's the Yankees, I guess they have to throw it out there because it's the Yankees. So I don't know. It's nothing
1: earth shattering, yeah. but it's just annoying. It's that's just the typical beginning of spring training, like yeah, yeah good team and you're searching for things to, to, to ask about. So uh, that's where those type of answers come from. Yeah.
2: What he should have said is if we can stay healthy, then we
0: have a chance for the championship. Damn it yeah <laughs> say, it's like when you go on your local news website and there's an article saying like they're sawing the roads for the storm tomorrow it's like okay like of course oh really really oh, how really? about that you know it's the same idea I, but um it, it's funny too because i'm looking at like chad and i like our clickbaits. it's like carson wentz related would you would you believe it oh wait what's going on ricky got him cooking in the chat already we we gotta hear from the chat this would be obviously a hot one um, with all the Carson Wentz stuff and, and us being located in the Philadelphia area, and you know, it's this is gonna be a live one tonight, folks. Um, but anyway, so to that point, and you know, it's funny. I want to, I want, I want to hear from the Aussies, dude. Zach, can you give us a little backdrop real quick before we just dive? in? let's just get sidetracked for a split second, and then before we rev up our engines on the Carson Wentz thing. Yeah, no, the the uh,
2: the Aussies have shown us a lot of love over in Australia. We're on their their all time rankings list, you know, on the, on the mm-hmm. podcast charts. So you know, we we appreciate. The love from uh, across across the the pond, I guess you want to call it, the on the Pacific side. It's a big pond. and that's uh, huge. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Longwood Gardens thing. Australia's on my, one of my list of places to, to get to, so
0: you know maybe we'll we, we can arrange big, something. Big Ben Simmons guy here too, so that, that's yeah, it. yeah. So. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, think about that. Our, that's our bucket list for the show. We got to do a show in Australia at one point. <laughs> That'd be so much fun. We'll and re- re- I heard it's not, and it's not Melbourne; it's Melbourne. I heard that's how you say it. So, you Mm -hmm. know, yeah. There you go. A little
1: fun fact for us. We, we're we English is like, we're very bad at speaking. Like, everyone everyone gets on us. Like, we're, we pronunciate stuff horribly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, what does John mean? Like, oh, <laughs> no, I <laughs> actually still don't know. But, um, <laughs> all right. right. Yeah, right. Well, to it, this John Carson Wentz is no more. All right. There you go. I don't know. That do That's horrible. But, all right. Let's, I, I tried Chad. It it's funny because that's your Twitter handle, Breaking John, which I, which I like. Cause, or Breaking well, Chad. Breaking Chad. And then it, yeah, John's 316.
1: Okay, there you mm-hmm. go. So right, that, that's a lot <laughs> that of. That, really that, I mean, right that there. well, that 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 dates back to you like this because you, you were all into when I was a big uh, John Janini guy. Oh yeah. But any any time in La, at Lasalle, we would just replace anything John with John. So. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So like, it, it's it, I'm one of I think like three people that still have it in our Twitter Twitter handles <laughs> or bios, but
2: like.
0: Hey, gotta keep, gotta keep <laughs> I mean John
2: 316, like that's not really a lot of style. So
0: Yeah. No, nah, that's, that's that's perfect. I think it's really good. Um, all right, let's let's jump into this. all right, so Chad, our clickbaits are pretty much in the same avenue. Do you want to just I'll let you go first though with yours? So mine uh, was
1: Brendan Deeg, um, <laughs> who tweeted out Carson Wentz was the most talented quarterback Philadelphia has ever had and Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie completely blew it. So second half of that, completely true. Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie did completely blow it. But let's take a huge halt on the first half there, as Carson Wentz being touted as the most talented quarterback in Philadelphia history. Um, Donovan McNabb, he went to, what was that, five NFC Championship games and a Super Bowl? Granted, he didn't win any of them, but, like, to go to that many and play in that many playoff games, had to be doing something when his quarterback. And, mind you, he had one season, one season, that was it, where he had better wide receivers than Carson Wentz had his time here. And during that season, it was Terrell Owens, and he got hurt, what was that, week seven, eight, and didn't play again until the Super Bowl. So, realistically, he had, like, half a season with a better wide receiver than Wentz. Um, so that's number one, Randall Cunningham and Ron Jaworski right off the top of the head as well. And we didn't draft him, but you might forget Michael Vick played in this, in this town too. Like that guy's one of the best dual threat quarterbacks of all time. So uh, that is just clickbait, clickbait, clickbait. Like it's, it's not even close. Like, to the right. What
2: is it?
0: Like, exactly. <laughs> like uh, So what like, is gonna, is that, is, you know, if everyone agrees, is Carson Wentz going to come back all of a sudden like, you know, yeah. He's talented. he's talented, but he's not the most talented. <sighs> well, I'll, t- I'll just keep the Carson Wentz uh, mobile going here with – this is like – I don't know the really clickbait, but it's just one of those like kind of trolling, I guess. This is back in June 2019. Uh, the quote was, by no means is the work done. We're just getting started, Carson Wentz. Him and Doug shaking hands. <laughs> Vibes were high. <laughs> Not anymore. Um, <laughs> I mean, considering they're both gone. I mean, seriously, I like we can sit here and be like, "Oh my god!" Like, could you imagine when the coronavirus started that this is happening? Like, right, right, right. But like, come on, like, let's. I, I just can't believe it. I can't believe it. It, it. Right? It's it's unbelievable. And then, real quick, actually, let's get back real quick to your clickbait because Joe had a good, uh, comment in the chat too that you know Donovan and Carson's numbers like in the first five years were actually pretty similar. Like, so like this idea, like, so let's kind of, I'll put that, like, let's flow this into, like, kind of this idea that I want to just kind of kick it to you, Chad, here. So, like, like how big of a trade is this, right? Like, so and I'm going to just kind of throw, like, nine things on your plate to so just get ready to start juggling because there's this whole, like, oh, like Carson Wentz got trade. The world needs to stop. Right, but at the same point, like you just look at what Joe was saying that like, him and Donovan's numbers were, were relatively identical for the first five years. You only had one bidder in the Colts, hence why this kind of just stalled out like an animal that like should have been put down two weeks ago, but like for whatever reason they weren't. Like this is one of those things to me where I step back. I, I don't. I don't know what to think. Like like because at on the one hand, I think he's going to do pretty well with Indianapolis, but at the same point, like it's fair to kick back and say like. Was he the problem? Like, 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 where? Like, just make sense. It actually just makes sense of all that. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. Just true. take all the balls and start juggling them. Go ahead, because I believe in you, fellas. Like, so,
1: yeah. It was, <laughs> it, it was definitely drawn out, um, and it was, it was uh, a long time coming. Which is why, <laughs> excuse me, why I don't understand, like the explosion from Twitter and, 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 and any of the other social mediums, because we knew this was going to happen. Like we talked about this on the show the other day and Zach was even saying that he thought it was going to go even longer and it still will be going even longer for people like Deshaun Watson. Um, but like, we know what's happening. It's not like a surprise. This didn't just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden he was traded. Um, like we knew it was going to happen. So that part I'm still very confused on. But as for for him going to the Colts and and probably going to be pretty good, I I, I think you're right. And the reason I think you're right is because he pretty much showed us last year that he's a very good quarterback, but the very good quarterback ends when he has absolutely nothing around him. Now, you might be like, well, what, what does that mean? Like, it's very hard for any quarterback to be good when he has nothing around him. Aaron Rodgers comes to my head as someone that's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, no, he, I'm gonna
0: stop he, you there because how it doesn't matter.
1: Well, okay, but he did. Oh. He Rodgers never had the season once had. He was never the worst quarterback in the NFL. No, that's fair. So. Like, that, that's just that's just where well, I'm at with it.
0: Like, here's the thing. Like, not to interrupt. I'm looking at this B-roll of him, like, right now, like, making these throws, and I'm just like, why did they, like, Why did this couple break up? Like, they had one fight, like, when they were hammered, and it's like, like, it happens. Okay, it was an ugly fight. Like, they shoved each other or whatever. But, like, you can't still... Like, how is this not... Like, how did they not fix this? Well, because I think it goes... It goes,
1: like, layers. Uh, or has layers, I should say. Um, it's It wasn't just quarterback and coach it was quarterback and coach it was quarterback and gm it was the media against the quarterback it was the fans against the quarterback and when you bring all of that together it's very hard to succeed like if you went to to work every single day and you had problems with your boss you can get over that like we all have it. it it's happened to all of us like you just deal with it that's life right But if you went into work every day and your boss hated you and all your coworkers hated you, and then all the people, all your clients that you worked with hated you, you would just be saying like, screw this. Like, I need to find a new job. I need to go somewhere else. Like, this is not going to ever work for me. And even if like one or two of those things improve, I'm still dealing with like four other things, other people that are still very mad at me. So it, it was just one of those things where I don't think, Howie getting fired would have done anything for for Wentz's confidence on the Eagles. I don't think Doug's firing did anything for for Wentz's confidence on the Eagles. So it was just going to be another horrible year for him if he stayed on this team.
0: Zach, sorry, let me let you, like I, like no. please like you're you're in this. You're like the the stepchild in this is the Giants family. You're just like I have to say, child. but like you're not. Like you're not, there's no blood, obviously, but you're very much impacted by what's going on in this family of the NFC mm. East, if you will. Yeah, no,
2: I, I I agree with with everything Chad said. I mean, I it was just one of those situations that was extremely toxic, and I'll try to piece together another brilliant relationship analogy, like you, but like you, Karen. But it's almost <laughs> like you're in a relationship, you fight once, and then there's friends starting rumors and going behind your back, saying all this stuff, lying, and, and you're know, constantly faced and all that of stuff, and it just it's extremely toxic. and I think. I think it had to, had to end, and I think you know, I think Wentz is going to be just a nice fresh start. It's going to be probably you know greener pastures for him, reuniting with with Frank Reich, you know, the, the offensive coordinator. They seem to have a really good relationship, and uh, the offensive line that he's got in Indy is one of the best in the league. So that's going to well, be and the,
1: and the and the running game. That's that's yeah. another thing. Yeah. Like in twenty seventeen, when he had that breakout year, yeah, Miles Sanders wasn't on the team, but we had when when Jay Ajayi. Like join the team mid, mid season. We had three pretty solid running backs in Ajayi, like Eric Blunt, and then Corey Clement, who hasn't been mm-hmm. a shell of himself since 2017, w- looked like he was going to be one of the best rookie running backs th- like the
0: Eagles have had in a long time. Much like the Colts were the three head of running attack with with Hines, Mac, and I, I think I'm not sure if any of those guys are free agents. and, well, and then obviously Taylor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't see
0: Mac right, but obviously the injury, he got this but yeah, he's this year. He's going to be um, back. Yeah. But and, and looking at the chat too, uh, from always a number one fan of the Twitch chat, so like asking the question of like, was this more that Wentz wanted to move on from the Eagles, or the Eagles wanted to move on from Wentz? And and from what I heard from just like oh, before, I was watching a little bit of uh, you know, like the Eagles trade special on on NBC Philly with Barkan and, and like the uh, the Eagles crew basically, and John Clark essentially paid, like, and this is, I'm going to almost flow this into a talking point, too. It almost makes it sound like it's a relationship. Like, the Eagles didn't want to do this. Like, they had to, though, and, like, it was better for everybody. It was a clean break. Like, they basically are talking about this like it's a high school relationship where it's, like, one person's going to one school and the other person's going to the other, and it had to be a clean break. Like, you know, like, what, like all that. Like, it, to me, like, what, the, I keep sitting here saying, like, why couldn't it work? And I'll tell you why it couldn't work because of the GM, right? Like, and, and, and Joe had such a good point. We were talking about this earlier. He was saying like, right, like the coach is gone. The franchise quarterback, quote unquote, is gone. Like basically, if you want to put this into like a a pie of like thirds, why is, why did the GM, why is that third stay? Like, if it was that bad where you just had to basically clean everybody out and I'm sure like, Ertz obviously be gone and Kelsey might be gone. Right. Like, and they're going to make a lot more moves. This is the first domino to fall for the Eagles offseason, but the biggest probably, but obviously the first. And to me, it's like, why is Howie Roseman stay? Because how can, like, look here, like, like, look at this. First of all, like, there's so many different ways to look at this, but like, there's, like, I'll pull up some tweets here. So you look at this, like, you know, they chose once over foals. They gave him 120. I mean, like, right. Like, I don't have to go through this whole thing with you guys. You understand, like, just all I keep thinking is, like, whether this guy's drafted poor co- or picked poor coaches. Chad. Like, like how, the way I look at it is usually you fire a GM where there's mistakes made throughout like the roster, the coaching staff, like all those things. Like the guy doesn't get to pick like, a couple different ones, right? Like look at the bears, for example, they went with Nagy. They went with Trubisky. Like this is it for them. Like they, that, they, that's not right right now for Ryan Pace and for Nagy. Like they're on their last, like you don't get three strikes in this. You get, you get one. Like, and that's why I don't get about like why, how he's still there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, Sorry, got, so it's got. No, you're good. It's just it's got to be just the amount of time he's spent in the organization and uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Larry just basically having the same issue that Howie has with not being able to let go of the old time veterans that have been around for a while. Which that's in the GM role. That's essentially what Howie is. Like he wasn't a GM the whole time, but he has been with the Eagles for. Two decades now, like it's it's getting close to that. It's getting very close to that. Um, But I also thought there was an interesting tweet um, from Derek Gunn. I don't remember the exact the exact wording, but he was basically saying like what Joe was saying is the quarterback's gone, the head coach is gone, but like it's still we're still there's a huge cloud over Philadelphia, and that doesn't feel right. And that's so true. Like when you when you get rid of a, of a quarterback that was supposedly the problem or the coach that was supposedly the problem, like the city kind of feels differently. And it's like, okay, well we have a new regime coming in. Like I don't even think Eagles fans care that Nick Sirianni the coach. Like no one's even like gotten into that yet. So well, especially it's, because it's it so me, bizarre.
0: And let me jump in here, not to interrupt you, but like, I think because of the the flavor of how last year failed and how there was like oh Jeff Lurie like kind of wants to pop in and have his say and oh Harry Roseman kind of has his say and they didn't do their, themselves any favors with those press conferences basically making it sound like this is like the, the weirdest way of analogizing is like Catholicism how like there's like the, the Trinity of like the Father Son and the Holy Spirit type thing like I think they look at like coaching GM and ownership like all is, it's all one we're all one unit of the Eagles if you will, but like, where it's like with everybody else is like, no, the coach is the coach, the GM is the GM and the, and the owner is the owner. Like, right. Like, and there's just like, and there's like lines dr- like drawn out in the sand. I, I don't see them. And to your point, Chad, I think that's why people are just kind of like, what does it matter if it's your guy? Like the poor guy is like, is the Jack in the deck of cards. Like the King and the Queen are still going to outrank him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that, that's what this feels like. And, and let me just add. So I had this tweet up earlier with, with Zach Berman put up with uh earlier was, just the Eagles spent five draft picks to acquire Carson Wentz in 2016. They gave him a hundred and twenty-eight million dollar contract 20 months ago, so, right? Less than two years ago. And now they're taking a cap hit, the biggest one in NFL history, I believe, of 33 million to basically get him off the books. And they got a third-round pick for that, and maybe a first, if, if but, a, but a second at worst, after that, the year after, right? Like so. How how does that and like Mike Messina was saying on you know today on on the fanatic how basically it's like almost like basically you bought the stock at a certain price now it's on the dollar now so, it's pennies right like that's how I feel how's that like the guy who said hey let's do that in the stockbroker room like how is he not fired
1: I mean you're so you're you're really you're right in in the comment but I do want to just clear something up um, because I've been seeing it all day and pretty much a couple months now yeah we're in a terrible spot and. Howie has done some terrible stuff, Um, but, like, the whole, you know, worst cap situation, uh, like, of all time, um, like, that statement, that's literally just because of what time we're living in. Like, like everybody's getting paid insane amounts, and the guy that we messed up on is, is that guy. Like, every other four in the top five of that list... It's like Jared Goff, it's Matt Stafford.
0: It's all these guys that just left. Like it's like it that it's the right. money that's going on right now. But, but I'll put it I'll almost analogize it this way. It's like, right, like if you get in a fight with your wife, right? Like you're gonna do whatever it takes to, to for the kids, like the whole up. but right? there's a lot more on the line to to, to make it yeah. work. Whereas if it's like your second date and you're at the movies and like someone says something offensive no, I, and like but that's break what I'm up. saying. That's what, that's I guess what... my point. Is, I'm saying, like, why couldn't they make this work?
1: They couldn't, but they, but beyond that it's like, it's a big mess up. I'm, I'm not saying it's not a big mess up. What I'm trying to outline here is if we put every single contract in terms of where they would be right now, I, there's no chance that that's the worst one of all time. That's all I'm saying. Like it's that is just being overused right now because it's Philadelphia. And clear example of how everything gets twisted and turned in Philadelphia. Have you seen what everybody's saying about Carson Wentz now, by the way? Like, the Indianapolis Colts are Super Bowl favorites, and he's yeah. going to have a breakout year. Like, the, literally, the second he got traded, it all got flipped. He's the best quarterback of all time again. So, yeah. The city now drives like,
2: me crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting for sure. I I feel like going back to the comment on Howie Roseman and Jeff Lori, I feel like they're almost like – it's like a uh, – it's like a Fortune 500 company that might perform well on the stock sheet, but internally they're just like there's toxic turmoil form well everywhere. Um, it just, is, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for your sake, Chad, and you know, Eagles fans, I, yeah, hopefully they can turn something around. And uh, there's a long road. The, the,
0: bal- the balance sheet is off. The balance sheet is off. There's some insider <laughs> trading going on. Well, and uh, I'm laughing at uh, the chat. Well, <laughs> what Joe was saying about Mac, could, it, it, so Mac will be a free agent for the Colts, by the way. Um, thanks, your brother for that. See, like, this is what I love about the chat, like, like helping us out here with these little tidbits. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't see the Eagles signing him and getting hurt again. Um, and look, what Brian was saying that yeah, you got a clean house, right? Like, and and, and I like what always general you know, was saying too about how like it's like quitting. your like, here's I guess. Well, actually, let me ask you this because this is what they're saying. I'll kind of ask it to you guys in this analogy. Do you agree that like this idea that the Eagles moved on from Wentz because he wanted to move on and the whole get up because they drafted Jalen Hurts, which I okay, I get that whole take. But the, the the question being in the chat board, be like, is this like quitting your day job and not having one to fall back on? Like, like is that like is hurts the job you wanted? Is that a lateral move? Is that a vertical move? Like, where, like, what do we see with that? Like, with his whole, like, with his whole stock. I
1: mean, I I don't know. It's it's that's a tough question. I think he I do think he showed enough last year, um, that like what we have to remember is he played behind the same crappy offensive line that Carson Wentz played behind. Um, He played with the same crappy wide receivers that Carson Wentz played with. Um, So people are trying to make this case that he got worse in every game that he played in, which is fine. But if you go back to Wentz's rookie year, he started 4-0 and that team was rolling. And then we ended up finishing 7-9. So he only won three of the last – uh, terrible with my math here. <laughs> we only won we three <laughs> games to finish the year after going four and zero. Sorry, it's been a long week. Um, no, it's, it's been a long day so, with all of it. <laughs> so, it like, a, like a quarterback in the rookie year, yeah, they're gonna go through ups and downs. But I think he showed enough with with the arm accuracy, with the arm strength, and with the running that lets you leads you to believe that. If we have a good offensive line and some some weapons around him, he's going to be a pretty good quarterback in this league. So I think we're in an okay spot next year. We're eating that money with Wentz, which is not good. But if he was on the team, we were eating that money anyway, and we would have had this same Wentz and Hurts debate all season long. Which I hope this report about us <laughs> bringing in somebody to uh, to push Dalen along is like. I hope it's not someone good. Like it's a weird. It seems weird to say that, but if you're if you, if you want them to get if you, you, want, to pushed, you want to be pushed, would be like Trubisky, would it? I don't know, but like if you want them to be pushed, that's fine. But don't please, please, please don't start this whole drama that we just went through. Like it, it's obviously was not good. It was not good. I don't know why we go right back into it. Well,
2: and let me ask you. Oh, sorry, Zach, do you have something. I was just gonna say. I think. I feel like for the Eagles, it was a lateral move, but with but with upside. And I feel like with with Hertz, there isn't any baggage right now because he's so fresh in the Philly area, and with the team still, there is no you know conflict necessarily. And I think he has a I think he has a pretty decent ceiling for you guys. I really do. I mean, he showed flashes last year. I know for me, I wasn't high on Hertz going into the draft last year because of some accuracy issues. But I mean, he seemed to have cleared those up for the most part. I'd say in his in his you know brief stint from this past season so
0: i think there's high upside in philadelphia for him there is a little bit of a flying by the sea of their pants flavor though But this eagles like i don't know like there's just like, like like sirianni like i don't know there's just something about this that just doesn't seem right but i mean i don't know now i will say this can we just and i, I want to play this clip real quick you guys remember this one from like the nfl films and i <laughs> hate doing this but um, for the audience, someone with dog talking to John Lynch when the 49ers came to town the Super Bowl year. Let me run this because this is why I feel like it, you have to blame Howie Roseman 100. Because not so much like oh like Chad, remember that, remember that when like all the vibes were good. Oh, but the way I look at I think to myself, how you both from Greece like that?
1: You want to know who was at that game? You? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was there. Mm-hmm. I don't go to many Eagles games in person. I was, I was, I was, one,
0: I, was so. I was at that one. I think John would have been at that one too.
1: Yeah, it was was a blowout. It was a blowout, and it was a rainy day, and that's why I was there. I was supposed to be going down to a tournament. Tournament got rained out. Somebody from All Star had tickets, didn't want to go sit in the rain. I was like, okay, well, I'll go sit in the rain in your season tickets, and took them for free. Went to the game, and now that's going to be the game that haunts us for
0: the rest of time because of that comment. And to that point, I'll 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 roll the comment uh, for the fine audience. Truly, truly, until you get him in your building
1: and you can work with guys, this kid's unbelievable. The way he prepares, the way he practices, and for this city, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's been it's been
0: fun. As long as we don't screw him up, right? On <laughs> again. Oh God, help us. That's just it's like the foreshadowing. It's like Game of Thronesy, where it's like you're going to make it out of the battle. I swear, and it's like no, they're not. They're going to get like a hatchet in the face, like at some point in the movie, like or the, the TV show. It's you know, it's 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 ah. Uh, i don't know i just think it, to me i just look at it and i say it just to me put paints a picture how different like how does this ha- like you don't see this happen Right, like a franchise court like and i'm not gonna try to pick on you but like you're looking right now at dj and it's like that's how fine-tuning you are it's like you're you're in that like the part of like making alcohol where it's like you're starting to get to the, the end of it where like you're looking at the color now like the texture it's like okay like can we drink this like Right, like, and, but it's important. Like, that's how tight of a process it is, right? Like, so I, I don't, like, I don't know how you can just, like, how this, I just, I never, to me, it's one of the most bizarre trades I've ever seen as a sports fan. I know that sounds like an over dramatic take and it's like clickbait, but I, I I just, all of it to me is just so vexing. If you'd told me two years ago Carson Wentz wouldn't be an Eagle, I would have laughed and said there's like a 0% chance. Unless, I unless he had like a career running injury and like someone wants to take a flyer on him or something like that. Like, Like, there's no way. Yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting because, you know, I know my outlook on the Eagles always had
2: Wentz, at least over the last couple of years, had Wentz as their franchise guy for another 10 years or so. So, it's definitely it's definitely a shock. You don't see it often, like you said, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a surprise. I mean, you know, it's just a shame. I think that if the Eagles would have equipped him with some better, a better offensive line or some better resources around him, I think he could have flourished, and I think there could have been many, you know, better years, but, uh, like I said, I think I think they got something you know decent with Hertz. So we'll see, but it's it's a shock because it's like it's a short term relationship that had everything it could have been
0: you know the real deal, I guess. And and Chad, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna roll two questions in a once a compound question. One, how much does the media like like have a role in this this homicide, if you will, of Carson Wentz's career in Philadelphia? And two, I'm going to pull up this tweet. You saw the one we were talking about earlier when we were texting each other about Julio tweeted about how he said today is a great day for the Philadelphia Eagles. And John Marks, I thought, did a phenomenal job putting in his place and saying, today's not a great day for the Eagles. You know, and, and this is what the tweet said. Today's not a great day for the Eagles. Yes, moving on from Wentz needed to happen, and I'm happy it's over, but in all caps – this is an organiz- organizational failure. The trade doesn't change the fact that the team is old, expensive, and short on talent with a GM that nobody trusts. Like, right? like right, That's such a, a good spin. It's like, this is not a good day. This is like the person, like, if you did break up, and all of a sudden you're like, your, your one friend's trying to pick you up off the mat, and they're just like, you know, it, it, this is actually a good thing. You didn't need them. You didn't need them. You got this. You, it's your life. You got it. It's just like, everyone's just like, shut up. Like, you know, it's like, right? Like, that's what I kind of see with, like, the, the, it's not a great day. No, no, it was definitely, uh... And he's probably, his hands are all over it, like, you know what I mean? You know no. Julia was tweeting all that once. I'm sorry not to cut you off, but, like, how much, especially, like, just WIP in general, and I loved what your tweet was, Chad, earlier, just going after him about this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, so, like, it's, here's here's where I was at today. Like, I
1: wasn't mad, I told you guys that, I wasn't mad, like, again, we knew this was coming. If anyone was, like, super upset and, and pissed off about the trade, like... Then you just weren't paying attention the past couple months. Like this was this was gonna happen. Uh, we had all the time in the world to prepare ourselves for it. Um, but it was just sad. Like like this was the guy we traded up to get. This was the guy that had an MVP like season and uh, for all intents and purposes took us to the Super Bowl. Like I know you know I know uh, Foles finished the job there, but but that football being the team sport that it is number one team sport in, in all of sports that team's confidence doesn't come unless Carson Wentz is the quarterback to start mm-hmm. that year and and just built the the team that he did like that team was firing on all cylinders they were a great group of guys they were close the The religion factor was a huge one on that team um, they were they were like Doug Peterson shared it urge mm-hmm. shared it Wentz shared it Bradham shared
0: it uh I believe Lane so Johnson. That's just going on in the hotel pool, like on road games. Yeah. Like that's that's good stuff. Like yeah, like it was it. was Titan style bonding They
1: were all bonding like that entire season, and it, it, it all stemmed from when So um, it was it was a sad day overall. Um, but yeah, you're right. I I I can't stand the media in in, in this city, um, <laughs> especially with especially 94-1. Like all they do is trash every single athlete in this, in this city constantly. Um, but then when there's big moments, like they're all today, there are today, they just bounce into this. Like we need to make everybody believe that we're the good guys kind of take and, and put out stuff that would, it should be coming from WIP if they weren't the ones that were shitting on the guy nonstop. So, like I said, they were they went at Wentz for at least the last three months, but I'm going to say the last two years because that's what I've seen. Um, and then they put out a top five of Wentz's best throws while being an Eagle and said, thanks for giving us everything you had, Carson. We'll never forget that 2017 season with a trophy emoji. So my response was, did WIP really just tweet this? The radio station that outside of, and I tagged Ike, Ike Reese, Completely destroyed once his reputation is saying this question mark. Uh, you 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 don't get to say shit like this. Not when you acted the way you did over the course of the last three seasons. Disgrace, um, which is is true. Like when you're acting like that, you don't just get to say like sorry. I didn't mean it. Like you did mean it and with a fan base as crazy as our fan base, when you start saying that stuff over and over and over again, the people that aren't so smart, and I'm sorry, like there is that there are people in that fan base. There's just people in every fan base. There's there's smart fans, there's there's that's not smart is a bad word. There's fans that are super Inside. into the sport. Yeah. There's fans that are super into the sport, and there's fans that are just like, I'm a fan of the Eagles. <laughs> like like that and they don't know much about it. So when you just constantly say like the 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 Quarterback that's supposed to be the franchise quarterback stinks and he's terrible and he's bad for the organization and he's a type A personality that only cares about himself over and over and over again. And you feed into these stories that are just hand hand, spoon fed to you by somebody that just doesn't like the guy in the locker room. Stop like it it needs to stop at some point. And I know I'm getting angry and frustrated, but this Joey, even for curse words, (laughs) Chet. And yeah, I love it. Yeah, I mean, like, if it's, I, it's show, I get it. It's it's really frustrating because it it all stems from these people coming at the best players in our city. It's happening to Joel Embiid. It's it happens to Ben Simmons. It I I turned off Aaron Nola's press conference yesterday. Three questions into it, because the third one was literally asking him what his thoughts were on a six man rotation. Um, to, to, to make sure that he was rested enough to begin the season. And he literally responded like, nobody's ever talked about a six-man rotation. I don't know where you got that from. And, yeah, I want to start 30, 35 games this year. Like, that's where it starts. Those stupid questions you make up just to fuel the fire. I hate it. It is a Philadelphia thing. And, and it just needs to stop. I'm sorry. That's, and
0: that's the rant. It's over. That's a hell of a soapbox. I loved it. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little of applause. All right, Zach, through the encore. Let's let's get going. <laughs> I was going do you
2: think do you think the the team feels a little bit of weight off their shoulders now? So now, like this media attack on their quarterback is is, is gone, and it's kind of like a a fresh slate, and the dust the dust is going to be settling soon with that. Do you think the team feels, you know? I mean, they they probably do, but it's it's, it's I I, it's I can sad, tell I can tell
1: you firsthand that it's not going to well, stop. Well, I was about to <laughs> yeah. say,
0: let me let me chime in there. So there's two things real quick. I want to throw a stat out there that I saw that was wild. That, did you see that? All the quarterbacks drafted in the first round between 2009 and 2016, them um, were on their original team. I guess That's now it might be, and Goff got moved on. But, but let me flip it back over to that. So you guys were saying like, like Zach, you're saying like, so the Eagles feel a off their shoulder, with like no more quarterback drama. Well, now all of a sudden you're hearing about this Justin Field, Justin Fields thing. First of all, I love Joe. So like, if you guys draft him, like he might not be alive like that the rest of that <laughs> night like, as, a, as a loyal yeah. Eagles and Penn State fan. So like that, that you can be a thing. What's that? yeah. yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really there's traction on Twitter about it. chat. I mean, I'll tell you break, I'll tell you uh, from the Eagles perspective, chat, break that down for us. Like, because you know, let me add one caveat just cause I want, you know, like, so you don't have to go through like the generic taste it takes and all that stuff. My, my spin on this is all right. Well, it's, it's mid February end of February. This is the exact time where if you're in that position where teams need like six is the perfect spot to trade up, like and get a quarterback, right? Like, so, and I don't know, like if, if I said to you guys like last week, hey, do you need a quarterback at six? Like you're guys like, no, 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 you yeah, got like, offensive line help, like defensive help, like all that stuff. But they like, I mean, but if I said, like, yo, did you hear it? They want a quarterback, like, no one would bat an eye at that. So it's interesting because it's like they're almost trying to get that stock up. It's like, hey, by the way, I don't know, honestly, like I gotta look at the draft order, but like whoever says like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, it's like, you need a quarterback? Like, you need one? You sure you don't need one? Like there's like there's Zach Jones, like there's there's Justin Fields, right? Like so, I'm not shocked by hearing all this. Like, oh, by the way, like they want Justin Fields. Not to mention, like, uh, not to be clickbait material, like, just to entertain the hypothetical. If you had him and Hurts, it would probably be the same designed offense, right? Like, so it's not one of those things where it's like, what? Like, like, like Trubisky and Fools, where they're different types of guys, right? Like, so uh, I'm throwing a lot at you guys, but I guess make makes sense of this whole Justin Fields thing. So, like, is there, like, do you believe it or is this just a smokescreen? Zach can go first. I've been dominating on, on like yeah,
2: you know, first today. I <laughs> no, I, I want you to because you I mean you're more you're closer to this than I am
1: All right. So, well then so then I have two I have two things on that. And the first one is see, I'm almost opposite of what you think here. Like if you're gonna go quarterback, you take like a Mac Jones because it's it's something different than you have. Like if, if you're is at it,
0: six, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you a, well twist. you can trade around
1: to to, Wait, you to mean draft Zach Mac does? Jones.
0: No, oh, no, say, wait no, the, from the, Alabama? Alabama, the
1: Alabama quarterback oh my god no uh, okay well both okay, the guys from, wait, 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 both, please, I'm sorry go ahead both, please both the guy from BYU and uh Justin Fields are the same exact quarterback as Jalen Hurts so if Jalen Hurts and his offense aren't working why the hell would an, a, another guy that's his same height and his same weight throwing inaccurate passes which is his MO um like why would you do that? It's it's a mobile quarterback that doesn't throw the ball well to receivers. Like Justin Fields was great at Ohio State. But that's because Ohio State has the best damn recruits in the Big Ten, so they win every every game that's played in the Big Ten
0: because they have the best recruits in the Big Ten. And then and their team's so good. Look at all yeah, the other guys around in the NFL that are Ohio State Pro Bowers, like, and they are not quarterbacks. But his but the, but the his the his struggle was being accurate.
1: So like it's the same exact thing. You'd be drafting the same quarterback to replace the quarterback that shouldn't even be replaced. You should see what he has. Give him a year to see what he has. But beyond that, I also don't even think we're going to take a quarterback. Like that's my second point. I don't. I think this is again. I just said in my last rant was that this the media just gets thrown information and spoon fed information for them to put out, and they put every single piece of it out. I swear to God, other other um, cities, that's the word I was looking for, other cities who have reporters just like us, they will get information, they will look at it, they will try to decipher if it is good information or not, and they will pick and choose what they're putting out. Philadelphia puts out every single piece of information. Natalie Hagan's office started getting sources. Like, not everybody can have sources, Kieran. You know that. On the Bears thing. Yeah, but not everybody can have sources. Like, who are the source? Who are the sources if if they're giving information to every single media member in the city? They don't have sources. They have people within the organization that are telling them things that they are trying I'm to hearing. see. No, not even hearing. I really think it's people in the organization, like they're giving the, the 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 media information, knowing they'll throw it out to the fans so they can get a quick gauge on how good or how bad it's going to be. Like if. I'm not saying they're gonna listen to the fans, but if every single fan is like, "No, Justin Fields, screw that," I highly doubt they would draft Justin Fields. If like some of the fan base is like, eh, I, "I could get behind that," yeah, I could see right Howie can see how he dropping Justin Fields. Like it's te- it's a terrible. Like they need to vet what is being said to them. They have to start doing it. And journalism, we went through this. I we yelled about this on our last show. There are ethics in journalism. Start to use them. Please and thank you. We're trying.
0: <laughs> Loosely. I'm just
1: kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but, but I mean, right, Zach, let me ask you this, right? Like, where are you with this whole idea of being in the Giants position, right? Like, because i almost, I'm not trying to pick on you here. Like, you were in the Kyler Murray camp, right? So, like, I'm almost going to spin this in, like, you know, Jalen Hurts is like the Kyler, Ky- the, like, Sirianni, and and, uh, and Jalen Hurts could maybe be like what like what you thought the Cardinals could have been with or and can be maybe with Cliff and, and Kyler Murray, right? Like like is that a hot is that a hot clickbait take or is like where, like where are you with that? Well, I mean I think I think I'll I do not think Jalen Hurts
2: is as good as Kyler Murray. I mean Kyler Murray at one point was like in the MVP conversation midway through the season. Um but I could see, yeah, I mean I think they could be Cliff and Kyler Jr., you know, and then see how it goes this the first year. Um, I think they have they have a possibility. Like yeah, you know, there's potential there. I think Sirianni, you know, he's kind of going under the radar. and I think he might be better than what some people think. You know, so. Yeah,
0: I, like that's that's the other thing. I've never like Chad. You kind of mentioned like no one's talking about Sirianni. Oh no, like, no, no, I, no one even knows our coach. <laughs> and like that like was like a little bit. Is what we said
2: exactly. they, even like his press conference which wasn't like anything to write home about. But like. I feel like the Philadelphia media could have tore him up for his press conference, and they didn't because they were so focused on Miss. Exactly. Soap opera, you know. So, I'm like, I think he's. Yeah. We'll see.
0: No, that's it. Let's um. Top point. Let's see. Uh. Let's let's just spin the wheels a little. Let's get the show rolling here with a little, little little segment transition. Um. You know, it's funny. Like we were saying before. Um. I love Ian's suggestion on this with uh the that They suggested yesterday as a good segment idea, a talking point for the show, but. We're talking about all the different and cool things um, that you know, like in, in traditions in sports, and you know that whole get up. So, let me ask you this: What would you say is one of the coolest, if not the coolest, tradition in sports, in your opinion? And what which is? Um, yeah, let's let's go. It's overrated. You you could do without it. I'll say, Zach, you want to go first?
2: <laughs> yeah. So I think my, one of my favorite traditions. This one popped into my mind because we're kind of getting into golf swing here. Well maybe not Northeast, but at least the tournaments, they're starting to heat up with some big name players is the, uh, the masters opening ceremony where um, right before the opening tea time, like right, right early in the morning, you know, it's, uh, Jack Nicholas, scary player. And then it used to be Arnold Palmer rest in peace. Uh, they, they go out and they hit the opening tee shots, you know, right before the first you know actual tea time is. And what's really cool. It's like, it's, it's early in the morning. It's like 7am, maybe even earlier. I don't know if it's around 7am. And like, there's, hundreds of people there like to watch these guys tee it off. And really, yeah. And what I think is really cool is like those were players that w- none of us really were able to watch growing up. Like maybe when we were really young, like late nineties, early two thousands, they would make a random appearance. Like I know Arnie played in the early two thousands a little bit, but, um, you, don't, you know, we hear about how great those guys were. We see highlights and everything, but you see, like, they're in their, their like early '80s and they're striping the ball down. It's just, it's just so cool to see, like, you know, relive a little bit of history of the greatest ever play the game. So, plus the Augusta National too with that. Yeah, there's so many things at the Masters Tournament, like with tradition. But to me, that's the coolest because you get to see kind of the uh, the legends of the game. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just fun.
2: Now, what about overrated? Or um, you could do without. One I can do now, I think it's the worst thing in the world is the Hall of Fame game. This
0: <laughs> is That's such like, a good one.
1: Like like this, like this, like the first week of preseason.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is that it's,
2: game? it's all it's all four stringers. Yeah, literally. Like I, I remember it was like what was it, like five years ago, the Giants were in the Hall of Fame game against I think the Bills or something. And I actually got excited to watch it because oh it's first football in six months, whatever, you know. Giants are in it. I put it on and I watched like the first half. I was like, this is extremely irrelevant because none of these guys are even gonna make the team. Everything <laughs> and like the whole Canton and Hall of Fame stuff is great, but like why do you need to have a fifth preseason game? For these, and you teams? got Al Michaels on the call, Eli
0: Just- Manning. Just have it, just have the
1: hall of yeah. f- just have the hall of fame game be one of the first preseason. Like it, it doesn't right. have to be a whole week early. It doesn't be special.
0: Yeah, yeah like, just Let's just do it. And
1: and if you want it to be special, it's still preseason. If the other games start on Thursday that week, have the ga- have the hall of fame game be Wednesday or Tuesday. Right. Like exactly. no one's going to care. Yeah. It's the preseason. The starters are going to play a, mm-hmm. a possession anyway.
0: And it's yeah, did all in
1: that
0: game. I was going to say, it's so fun. funny, too, because every time you see the commercials, like, mid-July, when you're just, like, so horny for football, and then you're just, like, do, do,
1: do, do, do.
0: Falcons, <laughs> like, you know, like, Texans, or whatever, like, all fan game. You're just kind of yeah. like, oh, yeah, and it's, like, turned <laughs> on, you're like, oh, man, that job's not even dressed, like, for the Falcons? But, like, thank yikes. Thank like, it. like <laughs> it's like I, that. I will mean, say
1: I will say what's great about about that game, um, but it's just Chris Collinsworth and himself, is, like, it, he's no different in that game than he is in, in, like, the fourth quarter of a regular season game where everything, like, it's all on the line, like, He'll be talking about like someone that that played like Division three lacrosse and be like, ah, oh, well, this guy's a gamer. <laughs> and he's just like,
0: oh, a competitive dude on the gridiron. It's like, oh wow, what a team! He, he played against Blue Mountain <laughs> State last year. Exactly. <laughs> uh, about to All right, so uh, you know, I'll go. I'll, you know, I'll go next here. You know, okay. So you were saying, Chad, you felt like you were going a lot. So I'll tell. I'll 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 I'll, I'll self center myself for a little bit now because you know, I don't do that enough. <laughs> um all right but all right i'll go with mine um and, you know and I, I always just like this you know i think hockey culture in general of course i have my Philadelphia accent to that but um i, I just in, just in general have always enjoyed uh the hockey culture right and, and obviously at the end of a series they do the handshake in the playoffs uh which i always love i just feel like it's been a, it's, it's just a cool tradition um and then you spice his act i'll just double off real quick on the little thing i hate the most the pro bowl so now, Any meaningless football game to me is, sucks. So, like, there's my – well, that sucks. But That's a good um, one. <laughs> But, yeah, no, a handshake for me for hockey. It's funny, Chad, I got the graphic up from shaking hands because yours is the hockey circuits too, right?
2: Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. We don't – not to uh, pause or anything. We don't see that many handshakes anymore. I mean, obviously with COVID, but even pre-COVID, like, you don't see that often in sports that much anymore, right? Like, I mean – Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Hugs and, and, you know, yeah. they're dapping
1: each other up, all that kind of Jersey stuff. Jersey swaps. Lots <laughs> of jerseys. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, no, so mine, yeah, sticking with hockey, the one that the one that I like the most um, tradition-wise is, is playoff beards. Like, I, I, I don't know what about it. Like, I guess it's because I, I constantly grow out a beard. Um, but, like, it's just – it's so cool to me that these guys will play a full season um, and then shave themselves completely bare – and and just grow it out for however long um, they're in the playoffs. And then by the time the Stanley Cup rolls around, you have at least like six, seven guys from each team that have beards, like, down to there. like oh, it yeah, is, Lumberjack beards. Yeah, like,
0: it is. It's Like, so Portland, Hazy IPA beards. Yeah. town <laughs> beards.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's to me, like, that, I think that's just really cool, and, and it's, like, a, it's a whole sport thing. It's not, like, two teams do it, and, like, you, you have to wait for them to make the Stanley Cup, like, or make the playoffs. Um, it, it, like, every single team does it. Like, at least a couple guys on every team. So, I think that's awesome. Um, the one that I really don't like um, and I actually was talking about this at work today with a couple co- co-workers trying to decide what's something I don't like um, and it's it's got to be baseball having the, uh, the the meeting at home plate every single game of every series like I I get it for the first game of the series because you might you may need to like, go over the ground rules for that specific stadium if one of the two coaches, or not one of the two coaches, if the opposing coach has never been there before and just doesn't know and has to, like, tell the rest of the team. But at this point in time, like, these guys all understand ground rules and, like, the stadiums aren't that much different and nothing really changes that much unless you're down in Tampa Bay and you have those stupid catwalks that if it hits it, it's a foul ball. (laughs) Um, But beyond that, like... That was supposed to be like, you know, back in like 1918, where they had to like exchange the lineup card and they didn't have social media. Like now, I know the lineup an hour before the game. So I'm, I'm damn sure the other opposing team knows the lineup. Like you don't need to to sit there and, and exchange lineup cards. Um, so it's, I don't know, it just seems weird and, and,
0: and outdated. Well, I love what the chat was saying too, to keep in the baseball circuits. What they were saying is they love the tradition of uh, the All Star game. And and making some ballpark food, some hot dogs and stuff, and watching the game. All star like the MLB All Star games, like it's that point. I think like it's one of the only fun like all, like this the only good All Star game. Yeah, we'll really I mean, good that's why the pro bowl line that soft. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're able to they're
1: able to try without getting hurt. That's that's pretty much yeah. what it comes down to. Like like basketball, I, I get it. Like, there's not much risk of injury, um, but, but there like, still is. Yeah, yeah, like if you're if you're running full speed, you, you as much as they run full speed in that sport, like you could roll an ankle, you could you could tear, pull anything, like, in your leg. Like, all of that stuff is bound to happen. And then, like, we saw it with Embiid and LeBron. Like, the smallest push when you're up in the air as a big man, you come down
0: hard, and that can mess up something in your body, like, for a long time. Um, how cool would it be real quick if the Pro Bowl was, like, instead of, like, MLB, how, like, it used to be with the All-Star game, how, like, home field with the World Series was determined? You know how they're going to probably do the 17th game thing? Where, like, it's going to be, like, like, they should do whoever wins the Pro Bowl who has a home game that year, the next year. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah,
1: I still don't think people are trying. There's so much on the line for them, and, like, you're you're never going to get those guys to tackle each other the right way in that game. Yeah. Sean Sean Taylor was, like, the only guy to ever do
2: it. Mm
0: -hmm. All right, but also, if, let's let's just kick it back into the baseball circuits so, though. Um you know, speaking of all star games and all that, you know, we'll uh, Spring first, right? So um yeah, I mean so pitchers and catchers. I mean, it's like I'm excited, but it's just I'm looking out the snow right now, so it's like it's hard to. But um but you know, pitchers and catchers reported for, for most teams. Uh I mean, there's a little bit of baseball. I mean, we'll have to obviously jump in to do a whole segment of like, so guys, who's going to win the World Series this year? No, but, like, we'll, we'll do a little house cleaning. I mean, Chad, it's been a weird day. I mean, and not really a great one for you guys with when it's being traded and then JT, uh, Real Muto fracturing his thumb, um, for the fills. Although, it looks like we're ready for opening day. Yeah, so you do know when
1: that happened, Karen? When? Five days ago. really so that just proves to my point that these guys know absolutely nothing in this city and they get spoon-fed information that people within organizations want them to hear because if somebody like the best catcher in baseball that we just re-signed fractures his thumb five days ago and we don't figure out until today that's got to tell you something Mm -hmm. has to tell you something sorry no that's i'm done with my ranting now on that
0: no 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 no. you're good you're right (laughs) No, and, and, and Zach, I'm sure there's a little caveat of, like, how they're not – like, reporters also aren't at these practices as much and in – well, I mean, I'm obviously going down the spring like track. It's, it's all virtual, right? So we're Zooming for everything. So I think that – not that I'm defending them at all, God no, but but I would give them at least that caveat.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different for sure. But, you know, it's they're also their job to – to, you know, maybe have some relationships and build relationships yeah. with these players. Right. To maybe get a little inside scoop or like, Hey, how are you feeling Instead today? Like, yeah. Right. So,
0: you know, I know, um, but I'll tell you something that's not right. clickbait. Uh, Fernando Tatis got paid <laughs> mm-hmm. big time. Uh, that's huge, but you know, well, I hate asking this as the first question in this whole thing, but I did see like a tweet that maybe it, it did make me think about it. It was like, him being, I think, one of the 27th out of, what, 30 uh, markets in baseball for San Diego, it was just kind of like, that's not good for baseball. He's probably the best player in the game, maybe besides like, Trout or, like, whatever, right? Like, But um I don't know. Like, A, does that even matter, like, that like that whole take? And B, like, is it true if it does matter? Huh. Wait, I don't really release. think it matters too much.
1: What's the question? I'm sorry. I, like, got lost there.
0: No, you're good. That was a lot there. No, basically saying, like – I saw a tweet saying that Tatis being, you know, basically signed this long-term deal for, you know, God knows. I'm trying to look at like how deep it will be. Uh, 14, years. 14 years. Yeah. So 14 years. yeah. So 14 year deal. Uh, and basically saying like, if he's on the 27th out of 30, like teams in the market, like if you will, like, you know, viewership, like how's that good for baseball? Their stars on like the most least marketable. Teams, uh, if you will? Yeah. No, I think
1: that's completely wrong. Um and- because of, one, the amount of good players on his team. Like, he's not the only guy on that team. Um, so, that mixed with, the like, I said this yesterday. I don't think I said it to you guys, but I said another group message I'm in. We're about to witness a damn good rivalry. Like, the Padres, Dodgers, I mean Dodgers. rivalry. Yeah, like, that There's is going Z5. to. It, Alex would love that. It started to heat I up. I feel that, being a yeah, guy. Like, it started to heat up last year it is just going to intensify even more as the years go on. A lot of those guys from both teams are locked up for a long time. So they're just going to be going at each other for years and years and years. And people are saying the Padres are never going to win that division. They'll win that division. Like the, the Dodgers have been the long stay in that division for years, but like they're getting to that point now where like they're signing, they're doing the Eagles routine, signing guys for one year, Trevor Bauer. Um, so I can ask for one year just to come out there and win while having some other older guys, or sorry, other guys that are going to grow on their team that are pretty good at Mookie bets, like that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. The Padres are going to contend for this, uh, this division. They're going to win it like it, maybe not this year, but down the line. So it is going to be
2: very fun to watch those two
1: duel it out out there.
2: Yeah, I think it's the same way saying, "Oh, Patrick Mahomes signed in Kansas City, or Aaron Rodgers signed in Green Bay." Like it's not necessarily it's not like New York or LA, but like they're still, you know, it's still all good, you
0: know. So I, I, I agree. I think it's it doesn't matter. To me. Yeah, I like that. That's a good take. Yeah. Um, and I'll say real quick, you guys pumped for the Tahoe games in the, the NHL? But I feel like we we don't do, and we'll get to this. Probably. People keep like poking my head too, like during the show, watching the Flyers see how they're doing. Um, but the Tahoe games should be fun this week, right? Or weekend, I should say. It,
2: it looks really cool. Um, I mean, I think playing in like that that scenery it would be incredible. It's unfortunate that there can't be any fan, any fans there, um, you know. But but I think it's it's exciting. Yeah, you know, Saturday you got uh, the Avalanche against the uh, against, against Vegas uh, Golden Knights, and you got obviously Sunday Flyers Bruins. So some
0: top ranked teams in their division playing each other. It does so it should be gorgeous. great. Hockey. It's on a bucket. He has been there before. No. It's on my bucket list to go there. Jay's been there a few times. Yeah, it looks amazing. Oh Apparently, you can experience all four seasons in a day. Like you can go to the <laughs> beach. You can go skiing. Like, it's you can go hiking. Like, it's cool. Like, you know, it's like you can do the whole get up. Yeah, uh, that's that's really cool.
2: No, I mean, it's. I think the whole concept of playing hockey outside is really is really cool. And I'm glad they do it.
0: You know, once a year. Yeah. And, and also, let's look at the standings real quick, too. So, obviously, the divisions are a little bit different with, like, the – got, like, the Central, you got the East, and then you got, like, the North, which is, like, the Canadian, and I guess, the West. Um, Florida's, like, leading the Central right now. I mean, and then in Chicago, which is, like, just, like, what? Like, what world are we living in all of a sudden? We're like, hey, do you know the Panthers and the Blackhawks are tied for uh, the, the Central lead? And Of course, because, you know, uh, everyone knows Miami's in the Central part of America. But, anyway, um, and then in the East, right, uh, Boston's been cooking. The Islanders are obviously really good. The Flyers are – on a little bit of a hi- hiatus, which you know, Chad, I'm, I'm okay with because they'll have games in hand to to make up. But you know, at that point uh, Washington's playing, playing well. Here. Yeah, 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 and then, then they'll, obviously they'll be in the top. So at that point they'll be playing the was the Bruins, I believe, right? Uh, pull yeah, up, let me pull up the schedule real quick. So yeah, these Tahoe games are going to be yeah. So the Bruins and the Flyers are playing at three on Sunday, and then uh, the Avalanche and the Golden Knights are playing at three o'clock on Saturday Eastern Time. That is. Um, and then real quick pulling up the other side of the standings and Zach well, I want your sabers taking a second here on this too um, but real quick, pulling up the other side you got the Canadian or, or AK the North um, with Toronto leading which you know is not a total shock Montreal's a pretty team though they're really good and then out West Vegas has been just really good I mean honestly since their inception in the league and then St. Louis has rallied after you know a tough year um, after their Stanley Cup run and then you know like so, and Colorado looks pretty good obviously they're, they're one of the favorites from the Stanley Cup so what do you guys make of this whole year? In the Zach, first year, I'm gonna. I want you to take this first as Sabres fans. Your first year, like, what do you feel about your spot and just this whole NFL chase or NHL? Geez, I can't talk NHL chase in general. No, I'm loving the chase for sure. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a little.
2: It's I'm a little. I'm frustrated because with all COVID protocol issues, the Sabres had they able to play for over two weeks. And I mean, while we weren't hot by any means, we were four four and two. we at one point we were four three and two. I guess. I mean, it's so early in the season, so it's kind of irrelevant. But we were up to fifth in the East, eastern standings. Like we we were in the in the, the thick of it, which and we still aren't out of it by any means, but I thought we had some pretty good mojo going. And then, you know, that happened that the two over two week uh hiatus happened and then our first two games back, we lost three one and then three zero to the islanders. So and we, we're losing one nothing right now. So we've kind of came back extremely flat. We still don't have all the players back, but uh you know, not, not making excuses. I think the team, you know, uh, Michael, he's, been playing, he's only scored, I think, two goals this season, which is, which is interesting. But he gets, like, one or two assists every game, so he's always involved. But, uh, I don't know, our defense, like Rasmus Dallini, I know he's, everyone thinks he's supposed to be amazing, but he's kind of not really doing anything for me, at least as a first-year fan. So, we'll see. I mean, the team's young, and there's a lot of guys, you know, that are on a contract year. So, I don't know how long this team really will be together. I really like the Taylor Taylor Hall edition. I think he's I think he's really been um, yeah I think he's really been vital for this, for us this year. But again, one year deal, so I don't I don't know he will even be around you know longer than a cup of coffee as you like to say, Karen. Yeah. But, um, no, it's been it's been fun though. I really I actually do look forward to the games. It's a nice little break up to the work week. You know, um, I'm enjoying it for sure. Like the team a lot. It's just uh, I'm just
0: frustrated because of the hiatus that there was. Welcome to our world, buddy. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um do you guys want to punt show versus street till next week? I feel like all we're gonna do is talk about like, Carson Wentz and like ugly football vibes, which we basically did like a forty-five minute like debrief on it anyway. <laughs> Unless you guys felt something you can do it. I have I have a
1: good I have a good little mini story to tell you. Oh, I'm I'm down for that. Story so, time with Chad, eh? You you know my my little uh uh I don't even know what the right word is, but uh how I hate minus one oh five bets sure yeah because in the betting know, world yeah they they never hit yeah so anyway um I, i'm in a i'm in a group message with a couple of my a couple of my friends and it's it's all it's all for betting and uh um, i believe Fanduel had a boost um that was dj uh bryson kepka and spieth all to make the cut and they boosted it up to plus 200 but i could see yeah. right next to the plus 200 and it started at a minus 105. So they're all like, dude, we got to take this. Like, they're all going to make the cut. Like, there's no, there's no way they don't make the cut. And I saw the minus 105, and I'm like, guys, I need you to believe me here. Minus 105s don't hit. Like, they don't hit. They're cursed. I don't know what it is. They don't hit. And they immediately spewed back to me, like, well, here's the statistics on minus 105. It's actually a 52.6% chance to hit. And I'm like, okay, take it, take it, go, have fun, take it. Brayson yeah,
2: plus
1: four, tied for 108 out of 120 after day one. And you only get one other day to make the cut, so he's going to have to, you know, have oh, at wow, least – uh, You're going to have to go at least minus four tomorrow, I'd say, to make the cut. have a shot, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's oh, wild! Oh my gosh! So, you know,
1: I I saw that and I was salivating at it too. I didn't take it, but I was like, man, that sounds really good. But <laughs> I'm telling you, Zach, minus minus 105s. Yeah. there are
2: it, it is insane. I don't know what it is about <laughs> that line; it's just terrible. It's it's like the it's like yeah. Well, we're closer to even up now, so try to get everyone to take it.
0: But. Well, I'll say. Speaking of lines, have you guys seen the the fighting lines this weekend? I have not Zach. Bye-bye! Come on! Dude. This is gonna be fun stuff. I'm so excited. We got chat. This is huge. We talked about obviously on on Tuesday. Little we'll, we'll fight night coming up this weekend. Yeah, I'm we out. got a uh, yeah, we got Sonny the Bronco Canto,
2: pride of uh, South Philly. He's out in <laughs> Vegas taking on Waldo uh, Cortez. Woo! And a uh, heavyweight fight, a four round action, a little four rounder. Uh, I think he said it's around what, 8 p.m. Eastern time mm-hmm. on ESPN Plus. I'm gonna look so, into this line right now on FanDuel. Yeah in the top rank uh boxing circuits. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh Sonny's six and L I I believe Waldo's seven and three or six and three. So um you know it's it's been quite a while since Sonny last fall, I take it. I think it's been I think it's been almost a year, Karen. Uh, yeah it's been they, a- they, they were supposed to fight last June, I believe. And uh obviously COVID stuff and other things So yeah it's exciting. Yeah local guy we had him on our show. Great, oh, I'm so know, pumped for this! Great dude, yeah, even better boxer. So it, uh, it's, it's it's really cool, and uh, wish him all the best, best of luck, of course. The third down music might be cooking on uh, uh, on yeah. that. I'm like trying to look and try to see. Although, angles. yeah, although he's a righty, his his left hook is monstrous. Remember, you tell us that. Remember? Yeah. So uh, and we watched the highlights. So <sighs> Walter's That's got a true. long
0: night or short night actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm pumped. I'm yeah. so excited! Mm-hmm. Um, and it was his birthday this week, so we gotta give him a shout out. Happy birthday uh, to see hey, yeah. too. That. Yeah, it's and, and it's also definitely sister Nicole's birthday too. So a lot of birthdays today, or, or well, I guess today was earlier this week, but it's it's a birthday week. Got all the vibes. So everyone, you know, yeah. hope everyone has a happy birthday there. Um, now, let me ask you this: So, if he wins, like what, like what does that mean in the fighting world, Zach? Like, mm. is seven zero? Like, is that like a i really don't know how to ask this question like is, as i say is like seven or no like is it matter about like who you beat or is it like is it about how many wins you have like kind of like what does that mean like if he wins this one is it like yo like because obviously we're talking about he spars with tyson fury and stuff like that like there's so like i'm just excited to like see his road like what would be next if he won this one
2: yeah i think he's he's still fairly young
0: in his professional career you know usually you
2: see a lot of like title fights or contender fights with at least 15 victory, you know wins um it could be different now, though. I don't know the top rank system as well as, as others, but, uh, you know, I. it depends on who he beats and how many wins he has, long, well, or short. So I think because this is a four-round fight and not a 12-rounder, which is a cool deal, um, I think he still has several wins he has to have to get into, like, those contender-type um, shots, you know? But he's making his way, for sure. So he, yeah. And he's still... And usually, like a boxer's prime, like I mean, you know, your you're prime can be depending on how, t- you know, how, if you're Mike Tyson, your prime is when you're 18 so basically 30.
0: But um, I think Sonny's really hitting in his prime right now. He's his mid 20s. So, yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, before we wrap things up, too, I saw you posted this and that's like end the show on a sour note. But, um, but, Zach, it does suck that, was it 20 years ago Dale Earnhardt passed away? Yeah. I was actually trying to bring that up as we end the show. so you Oh, my mind. There you go, Hi, man, hey, yeah. that's that, we got chemistry, baby. I know that's right. Twenty years ago, yeah, I remember where I was. I remember everything about that day, and it just sucks, right? Like obviously, it sucks. Like there's like it's a very, it's like new shit. Like 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 I mean, it's just it's a horrible, like I, like you said, I, it's weird. I don't I don't know anything about NASCAR, but I, at the same point, I remember like, kind of pausing and be like, oh, my God. Like, I think asking, like, my dad, too, like, do people die in, like, NASCAR? Like, you know, like, the, is that normal? Like, it wasn't normal. Like, I remember my parents, like, telling me it wasn't. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Like, when you actually think about all that, it's just like, yeah. oh, my God. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, like, sorry, I don't no know. I right it's like, like, throwing <laughs> out at you guys. No. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, no, it's, it's sad for sure. Like, his mentality that he brought to that that sport was incredible and just his dominance is like, it's rare.
0: And, uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was going to add, you saw what his, his Dale Earnhardt Jr. Said, like this is what I love. And like, this is what I think is so cool about his son's legacy is like how he took what his dad's man. And Zach, you can speak to this way more as a NASCAR guy. Like, like he took his dad's mantle and like, he says he wouldn't have been the racer without his dad. And, like, that's what like puts a smile on my face. Just like knowing that, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, I don't know. I just like, to me, I just look at it. It's like, it's, it's cool seeing that happy, if you will, like, like it's the light that shines through it, like with his son and stuff. And like, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. And I don't know if, if you saw, I think it was on Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. They
2: uh, ESPN did an E60 on like the legacy of Dale Earnhardt and how it wasn't even fully about uh, his racing, but it was more about like the safety aspects of NASCAR ever since he passed away. So he, he's the last NASCAR racer to ever to pass away during a race because of the safety precautions, like, everything. Right, well, and
0: Garrett talked sure. about that. Remember when we talked about that on the show when he came on, about, like, mm-hmm. all the different, like, I mean, the amount of, like, lives have been saved, I'm sure, like, to the racing saving circuits. away. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and I'm looking at the chat. Yeah, yeah. everyone, Zach, uh, did everyone, did we all curse tonight? Did I curse? I don't recall. I don't remember. I thought was. you did right out of the gate, but I could have mm-hmm. been
2: wrong.
0: Huh. No, no, you said, damn it. So that's, like, that's not like really cursing. <laughs> Yeah, that's you like a foul. That's a foul tip. It's like that's nothing. Like that's. Yeah, like, that's like, <laughs> that's <nothing. laughs> at Shannon that was something. That's a two fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No more Demaris here. <laughs> I know. God. I mean, that just ruin the moment with like bringing up something like
2: that. <laughs>
0: God help us. That was. Oh yeah. All right. We well, do you know, Let me. Let me salvage this moment here and into that point as we. Work towards the weekend. We'll have some cool stuff. And to that point, we've been talking more about Sunny's fight. So we'll have um, we'll replay that interview too. So we'll repost all this stuff um, on social media, just kind of give everyone a heads up on that. If that was a really fun interview, I mean, I was obviously earlier back in the fall um, this past year. But but to that point, um, if you follow us on social media, Spotify, and iTunes for all the audio episodes. But but more so, obviously, just check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetrack. Um, and then the site www.get-sidetrack.com, and we'll give you the whole rundown on the, the interview with Sunny, And like, we'll obviously be, you know, hyping all that up and all sorts of cool stuff and content uh, the, over the weekend. So, yeah, so cool stuff there. And then, uh, yep, go to Twitch for video episodes, heart to the left uh, for the follow, and subscription to the right for free for the Amazon Prime. I'm trying to always find different ways to, like, make it, like, kind of fresh to be like, by the way, like, do it, you know. but But to that point, uh, maybe you're not a Twitch person. Maybe you're a YouTube person. That's free. So I don't even have to sell that. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button um, and get all sorts of cool highlights and cool stuff with the show. So check that out. And then, you know, they're not Colts colors, but uh, they're they're kind of blue and white. (laughs) Uh, But you can check us out at the Sidetrack store uh, for all the cool merchandise. I don't know why I was teasing the Colts there. Just see what we're talking about tonight. Uh, they're also giants, you know, kind of in a sense, right? Zach, you know, Bloom, White, and I mean, they're, they're, more, yeah, sure. they're honestly like more like '90s Marlins, like like earliest Marlins, like Jeff conai Marlins, like a little bit with like the teal and the I don't know, yeah, so I can see that.
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, but
1: Jeff uh, uh, right, Hold on, I have one more idea. Oh, I love this. So you know how we want to go out to Lambo next year? Of course. Um, I think we bring your your Lambo shirt that you designed and we get my Death Taxes of Adams touchdowns design on T-shirts, and we just bring a massive amount and either sell them for cheap, which technically I think that's illegal to do around a stadium, or just give them out and, like, like just grow. At a T-shirt party. Yeah, like, just grow our brand, but also mm. just, like, I really want that death tax to Devontae Adams. Touchdowns oh, we have I need that then. to stick. Like he, he is such a good it's like he it's
0: he's the guy that does it. He scores every every game. Zach, mm. This is such an offline thing to ask you, but like let's just do it on the show for fun. Do you think Kelly would be able to like design some type of like, like the way like he like held like held the ball up to Rogers like like he did like a death tax like oh, and yeah. she like did like the draw because she's so talented. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. If we goes. gave her the picture, we're like, dude, Yo, can you like kind of do like your thing with this and like like make a graphic out of this? Like that would be so worth the money. Oh, I'm sure. We'll yeah, like and then you're go. not
1: you're not breaking any copyrights there because
0: you're making a drawing out of a picture. Exactly, and, and she's go. so good. So oh, we're talking about that. I love like <sighs> this uh all right awesome all right but at that point um this is why i up and wrap up another week here you know getting through february at work we're surviving the snow uh but one thing i want for the chat it was a lot of fun we had a ton of viewers a lot of the chat was great tonight um uh, really appreciate everyone and it. it was it was so much fun just you know talking about all the stuff with the nfl world and then you know obviously all the miscellaneous stuff with like <laughs> with baseball etc but but uh but yeah we want to just we love hearing from everyone we just and we'll i guess see everyone in the living room at monday seven o'clock and one more announcement, Chad. We'll, we'll, I'm going to almost like kind of tease it at that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get to all that. So just like I said, check us out on social media. Um, and we'll see everyone in the living room at 7 o'clock on Monday.